Welcome to Macros Made Easy, the podcast that takes the confusion out of tracking macros. I'm your host, Emily Field, a registered dietitian that specializes in a macros approach. In each episode, I help you learn how to eat in a way that supports your health, body composition, and athletic performance goals. We'll cover the basics of macronutrients, how to track for various goals, the role of macros in your health, and how to make sustainable changes to your habits. I've helped hundreds of people experience more food freedom and flexibility while navigating their nutrition. So whether you've tried macros and it just didn't stick, or you just heard the word macros yesterday, I can't wait to help you too. Welcome to episode four of the Macros Made Easy podcast. In this episode, we will debunk the common myth that eating less is better for weight loss. We will discuss how eating more in a strategic manner, you might actually more readily lose weight. There are several reasons for this, including increased satiety from high volume fiber rich foods, improved metabolism through higher protein intake, enhanced nutrient intake from whole real foods, reduced overeating behavior with balanced meals, and sustainable eating habits that pave the way for long-term success. Success with tracking macros starts with actually trusting that your macro targets are right for you. As the original macro experts, registered dietitians have years of professional experience to pull from when they provide protein, fat, and carbohydrate goals. No more second-guessing those macro numbers or being confused by online calculators. With me and my team, it's all about personalization, precision, and proven results. Here's how a custom macro calculation works. After purchasing the service, you'll fill out a detailed health assessment sharing juicy details about your personal health situation that could influence your nutritional needs. You'll have the opportunity to tell us about your health history, typical workout routine, food preferences, what's been working or not working to accomplish your goals. After submission, we will pour over what you've shared and draft your protein, fat, and carbohydrate targets, calorie goals, and bigger picture health recommendations that we think might make a difference for you. We'll also tell you exactly how we arrived at your macro target so you understand the why behind the numbers. Then, in about 7-10 to business days, you'll get a lengthy email with all of this included that you can digest and refer to as much as you need. Look, your macro targets are supposed to be as unique as you, so why settle for an impersonal nutrition calculator? Purchase a custom macro calculation from me, Emily Field, and my dietitian team today and get personalized to you macro targets that you can trust, ones you can start seeing results with right away. Go to emilyfieldrd.com cmc or click the link in the show notes of this episode. Before we dive into this episode, though, I am making the assumption that many of you have been attempting to lose weight for a very long time. You may or may not have been successful in the past. You're familiar with the idea that you just have to, quote, eat less and move more to make it all happen, but something just must not be working because you're eating less and less and moving more and more and you see no changes. I'm going to make the case here today that eating less and moving more is incredibly unhelpful advice because it ultimately goes against biological functions that protect your metabolism and keep you alive. So by eating more than you probably are right now is better, even if you ultimately want to lose weight or lose body fat. Let's dive into the first reason why eating more is better, and it's all around increased satiety or satisfaction that you get from meals. Eating larger quantities of high-volume, fiber-rich foods can increase your feelings of fullness and satiety, which can ultimately help you reduce hunger and cravings, resulting in a lower overall calorie intake. So here's how that works. 
High-volume, fiber-rich foods such as vegetables, legumes, and whole grains, they're all typically low in calories but high in volume due to their high water and fiber content. This means that you can eat a larger portion of these foods for the same amount of calories as a smaller portion of calorie-dense foods. As a result, the stomach and the intestines are stretched, which can send signals to the brain indicating fullness and satisfaction, and that ultimately leads to reduced hunger and increased feelings of satiety. Fiber is a type of carbohydrate that is not digested by the body and passes through the digestive tract largely intact. This adds bulk to the diet and helps slow down digestion and absorption of nutrients, including all the macros, protein, fat, and carbohydrates. This slow digestion and absorption process can prolong the release of nutrients into the bloodstream, providing a steady and prolonged source of energy, which can help prevent sudden spikes and drops in blood sugar levels. This can help regulate appetite and reduce cravings for that high calorie, high carb, those sugary foods that we tend to reach for when we're feeling a craving. High fiber foods can also delay gastric emptying, which is the rate at which food leaves the stomach and enters the small intestines. The high fiber content in these foods slows down the movement of food in the stomach to the small intestines, helping to prolong the feeling of fullness and reducing the frequency of hunger signals. This delayed gastric emptying can help control the rate at which food is absorbed and processed by the body, contributing to increased feelings of fullness and satiety. So ultimately, just painting the picture that those high volume, whole real foods that are rich in fiber are going to do so much more for you from the standpoint of fullness and satiety, craving prevention and all that compared to the opposite, the process, the package and the refined foods that you might find on shelves today. Those are going to take up very little room in your stomach, provide you with very little fullness and satiety, which will have you reaching back for more and more as the day goes on. Here's what I mean when I say lower calorie or higher volume fiber rich foods that can be incorporated into your meals right now. I'm thinking of vegetables like leafy greens, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, cucumbers, bell peppers. These are all examples of that lower calorie, high volume, high fiber vegetable that can be, they can be added to salads, stir fries, soups, or simply eaten as snacks. Another example would be legumes. Those are your beans, your lentils, chickpeas. These are excellent sources of fiber and can be added to soups, stews, salads, or you know even make your own bean-based dips such as hummus. Another example would be your whole grains. This is your brown rice, your quinoa, oats. Any of these examples are whole grains that are higher in fiber. They can be used to you know add a base for a salad, a stir fry, or even as a side dish to any meal you're already having. Again, so incorporating these high fiber, high volume foods into your meals can help increase feelings of fullness and satiety, which can ultimately help you reduce overall calorie intake because you're controlling your hunger and your cravings. The next reason why eating more is better, even if your ultimate goal is to lose weight, is all around the metabolism and improving metabolism. You might be expecting me to talk about, quote, starvation mode here, but I just want to debunk that myth right away. There's no such thing as starvation mode in the sense that you can eat so little that your body is scared to lose weight or lose fat. However, there is something called metabolic adaptation, whereby your metabolic rate can adjust down because of low energy or calorie availability. This can make weight loss plateau as the body becomes more efficient at using fewer calories to perform basic functions. And as a result, weight regain may occur once normal eating patterns are resumed, 
leading to a yo-yo effect of weight loss and regain. So understand this, that your metabolism is flexible. It can adjust down to accommodate a lack of available energy and up because more energy is available. So you're not doomed to a low metabolism because you might have been attempting to lose weight for a very long time and be eating as little food as possible. All right. A really great example of eating less leading to a lower metabolism and eating more leading to a higher metabolism is the show The Biggest Loser. The Biggest Loser show made a spectacle out of dramatic and rapid weight loss from 2004 to 2014. And the premise was this, remove someone from their normal environment, feed them a very low calorie diet, run them through hours of physical activity each day, make them compete for the most pounds lost in a week, and then repeat. The results were fascinating, as you would imagine, but what I think is even more fascinating was that the contestants, even the winners of the show, were unable to maintain their results for more than a few months after they appeared on the show. So most people would assume that's just because they went back to their old eating habits. But that's simply not true. Many contestants hired therapists to resolve their food issues. They maintained a low calorie intake. You know, they worked with personal trainers. They doubled down on all their new habits that they learned on the show. And it just didn't seem to matter. No one, I will repeat, no one has maintained their weight loss results from the show. So what's the reason? You know, studies have concluded, though, that Biggest Loser contestants have a markedly slower metabolism by the end of the show than they did before they started, where they were at their highest weight. So if their metabolism matches their low calorie intake, let's just say that's a whopping 900, 1000, 1200 calories a day, eating anything over that threshold will cause some weight gain. So in other words, if they don't create a huge calorie deficit from food and exercise every single day, they will gain that weight back. Now, how is this related to eating more? Well, like I said, your metabolism is flexible. So if you feel like you can't go any lower with your calories, you can't recall a time when you've not been on or at least attempting a diet, you feel like you gain weight if you overeat, even just by a little bit, this is your sign that eating more to improve your metabolism might be the answer. I have a lot of opinions about how we could have helped the Biggest Loser contestants transition from a very low calorie intake to the real world, but I will hold that thought for right now and leave you with this. If you find yourself in that camp that I just described earlier, one simple change you can make right away without tracking macros or even calories is to incorporate more protein in your diet. Protein plays a crucial role in boosting metabolism and increasing calorie burning or expenditure all day long. Protein is a macronutrient that requires more energy to be digested and metabolized compared to carbohydrates and fats. This is a process known as the thermic effect of food. And this means that your body burns more calories during the digestion and the absorption of protein-rich foods. And in addition to that higher thermic effect, protein also helps in preserving and building lean muscle mass. Lean muscle mass is more metabolically active than fat mass, meaning that it burns more calories at rest all the time. So by increasing your protein intake, you can better support your body to maintain or develop that lean muscle mass, which can help increase your basal metabolic rate. That's the number of calories your body burns at rest, and that can ultimately lead to a higher calorie burn throughout the day. Lastly, and this is related to our first point, protein is known for its satiating, that satisfying effect which can help you control your hunger and cravings, potentially leading to reduced calorie intake overall. 
So when you consume adequate protein, you tend to feel fuller for longer, which can help prevent overeating and snacking on those higher calorie, you know, nutrient poor, (laughs) sugary foods that we tend to go for. To incorporate more protein in your diet, consider including protein-rich foods such as lean meats, poultry, fish, eggs, dairy products, legumes, nuts, and seeds into your meals and snacks. Aim for a balanced and varied diet that includes protein from a ton of different sources so that you get a mix of essential amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein that your body needs for various functions. In the show notes of this episode, I will be sure to link some resources for you if you are interested in getting more protein in your diet and wondering how to do so. This is a very common topic with my clients and my audience, so I have a lot of resources to share. All right, let's move on. By eating more, you're better ensuring a nutrient-rich diet, which can both directly and indirectly impact your ability to lose weight. All right, so we're moving on to a subject around enhanced nutrient intake when you eat more. So you're probably already familiar with macros, which are the proteins, the fats, the carbohydrates that make up all of your food. They provide the energy your body needs to carry out daily activity and support various physiological functions. Carbs are a primary source of energy for your body, while proteins play a critical role in building and repairing tissues, supporting immune function, and regulating hormones. Fats are important for hormone production, insulation, and nutrient absorption. So by balancing the intake of these macros based on your individual needs and goals, that's essential for maintaining your health and managing your weight effectively, something that can totally deteriorate if you're solely focused on eating less and less and less. Micronutrients, on the other hand, are the essential vitamins and minerals that your body needs in smaller quantities for various metabolic processes, for enzyme function, for other duties as assigned, as we would say. These micronutrients include vitamins like A, B, C, D, E, and K, and minerals like calcium, iron, magnesium, zinc, potassium, among many others. And these micronutrients are critical for maintaining healthy bones, teeth, skin, and organs, supporting immune function, and regulating various physiological processes. A well-balanced diet that includes a variety of nutrient-rich foods is necessary to ensure adequate intake of all of these essential micronutrients for overall health and weight management. Think the digestion of your food requires these things, absorption of nutrients, making and supporting your hormones, building tissues, detoxifying products out of the body. All of these things require micro and macronutrients. So if you're eating less and less, you're focused on the amount that you're eating, it's very likely that you're missing out on a lot of these nutrients and therefore hindering your ability to lose weight and eating more can better support it. When it comes to weight management, a well-balanced diet that is rich in macro and micronutrients plays a crucial role. Adequate protein can help preserve that lean muscle mass and boost metabolism as we discussed earlier. Complex carbohydrates provide sustained energy, while healthy fats can help with satiety and prevent overeating. Micronutrients are also important for this overall health picture. They support various physiological processes that impact your metabolism, energy production, and your ability to maintain your weight. They're all wrapped up together. Eating more nutrient-rich foods such as fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and healthy fats can provide essential nutrients for optimal function But when you're focused on eating as little as possible, you'll miss these key nutrients. It's nearly impossible for you to have a well-rounded, nutrient-rich diet that checks all these boxes where your body thrives when you're so preoccupied 
with eating low calorie or eating less and less. If you're in a position to incorporate more nutrient-rich foods in the diet, I recommend adding to your meals instead of taking away. So add in something green once per day. Add in a fruit where you normally wouldn't have one. Add one meal to your week that you cook from whole ingredients at home instead of eating out. These are just a couple of examples of what I might use with clients who want to up-level their nutrition in some way. Another reason why eating more is better, even if your goals are ultimately to lose weight, you're probably going to have much less frequent binge eating behavior or overeating episodes. Binge eating often occurs as a result of extreme hunger or deprivation. When you don't eat enough or you skip meals, it can lead to intense hunger, triggering a primal urge to eat large amounts of food quickly. Eating regular meals and snacks that provide adequate nutrients and energy can help prevent extreme hunger and keep your blood sugar levels stable. This reduces the likelihood of an overeating or binge eating episode. Eating enough can help reduce cravings for high calorie, sugary, or fatty foods that are commonly associated with that overeating, that binge eating behavior. When you're not eating enough, your body may crave those energy dense foods as a way to compensate for the deficit. But eating balanced meals that include a variety of nutrients, such as the protein we just talked about, the fiber we just talked about, healthy fats and complex carbs, that can help you feel more satisfied and reduce the intensity of those food cravings. Binge eating behavior is often triggered by emotional factors such as stress, anxiety, sadness, or boredom. And eating more regular meals and snacks can help stabilize blood sugar levels, which can in turn help stabilize mood swings and emotional fluctuations. It's all connected. This can reduce the reliance on food as a coping mechanism for dealing with emotions and help break the cycle of emotional eating. We also know that binge eating often disrupts normal eating patterns and can create an unhealthy relationship with food, whereby you might overeat at a certain time and then go very long periods of time without eating, almost setting you up for another binge. So again, by eating more regularly and providing your body with consistent and balanced meals and snacks, you can help normalize your eating patterns and establish a healthier relationship with food. This can help reduce the urge of binge eat and promote a more mindful and intuitive approach to eating. Eating more mindfully and paying attention to hunger and fullness cues can help reduce binge eating behavior. When you eat more regularly, you can tune into your body's hunger and fullness cues, which can help you eat more mindfully and prevent overeating. This increased awareness is also going to help you identify triggers for binge eating, such as emotional cues or external cues, and develop healthier coping mechanisms in the long run. If you've ever wondered how many calories and macros it takes to reach your health, body composition, and athletic performance goals, you're probably going to want to download my DIY macros guide. Not only will we walk you through setting your protein, fat, and carbohydrate gram targets, but they will feel easy to hit because it's completely personalized. You'll answer nuanced questions about the type of activity that you do, your food preferences, the type of job that you have, and more. In addition to your personalized macro prescription, You'll learn how to set your calories in a deficit if you want to, and how much of that deficit you should be in. You'll learn things to consider when setting your carbohydrate and fat targets. So again, they feel easy to hit and natural. You'll get a list of protein, fat, and carbohydrate rich foods, along with a portion size guide to help you eyeball what certain macro amounts look like. You'll also receive an easy to understand rundown on metabolism, what it means, why you should care, how your macro targets relate to your metabolism and some tips to improve it. 
We'll lastly throw in two sample meal plans so you can see how those macros look in a daily menu. To download the free guide, go to my website at emilyfieldrd.com slash macros guide. Last reason why eating more is better, even if your ultimate goal is to lose weight, you got to understand that losing weight or losing fat, significantly changing your body in this way is going to take a while and you need to develop sustainable eating habits. Maintaining extremely low calorie diets for the long term is super difficult. It can feel isolating to limit yourself to such small amounts of food, to a particularly rigid set of macros, or to a foods list that makes it impossible to eat out or eat with friends or family. It's only a matter of time when you won't be able to or you don't want to maintain a very low calorie diet. And ultimately, in order to lose a significant amount of weight or body fat, like I said, dramatically shift your shape and size through changing your body composition, you're going to have to like how you eat. You're going to have to maintain that pattern for many weeks or months. A moderate, balanced eating pattern tends to be much more sustainable and easier to maintain as a lifestyle shift. Eating more, probably more than you are right now, allows you the flexibility and the freedom to enjoy foods you love alongside foods that your body needs to thrive. And as an example, I'll likely encourage someone to commit to like a 15 to 20% deficit from their maintenance. Those are the calories it takes for you to maintain your current body. So we're eating slightly less than that in order to see some weight loss and fat loss. Instead of 30%, 35%, or the worst situation, which is eat as little as possible, get by on as little as possible. I'll be sure to link the DIY macros guide if you'd like to figure out how much protein, fat, and carbohydrates you need to support weight loss and fat loss without deprivation. I'm going to leave you with one more reason, one bonus reason why eating more is ultimately better, even if your goals are to lose weight and lose fat. And that is because eating more supports physical activity that is challenging. Eating more is almost always better, even if you ultimately want to lose weight, because in order to support physical activity that actually leads to body change, you can't be eating like a bird. The secret sauce to getting leaner, stronger, and a more fit body is a foundation of strength training. Eating as little as possible will never get you there. Eating enough, or more in your case, carbs, for example, that helps spare muscle protein from being broken down. That's a super bad situation because protein largely stored in your muscle, is a big driver of your metabolic rate. The more muscle on your frame, the higher your metabolism and the more calories you burn all the time. Carbs impact that process because when you work out, your body first uses those carbs stored in your muscles and carbs floating around in your blood to power you through that workout. Once you've used up that available glycogen and glucose, your body is going to look for alternatives like protein from your muscles not enough carbs, you're going to break down that hard-earned muscle for fuel. Alternatively, if you are eating enough of those carbohydrates, they will be muscle sparing, which means that the body won't draw as many of those amino acids, those proteins, from your muscle tissue for fuel. So you'll spare the muscle that you've built and ultimately protect your metabolism because the muscle drives the metabolism, drives that metabolic rate. We've already talked about how bumping up protein means more satiety, a better body composition, and a higher metabolic rate. But to make it extremely clear, the body that you want is on the other side of building muscle. And the most efficient way to do that is by strength training. 
Eating enough protein, probably more than you are, provides the body with the building blocks to gain and maintain that lean muscle. And muscle mass takes up less space than fat mass, meaning you could easily look 10, 15, 20 pounds lighter than what the scale says just because your body composition is improved. So that's my bonus tip. You got to eat more in order to support strength training because strength training is ultimately the most efficient way to build muscle and muscle is what drives your metabolic rate. All right, I will leave you with a few parting actions if you find yourself in the camp of probably eating too little to lose. I'm going to say number one, I want you to start by tracking your current eats. Resist the urge to change anything about your habits and just gather data on yourself by tracking in an app. My favorite is Chronometer, but lots of clients will use MyFitnessPal or Lose It or something else. Number two, I want you to get at least a week under your belt. It's really good if you have even more time though. Get a really good understanding of how much food you are actually averaging, how many calories you are actually averaging. Number three, I want you to compare your averages, your average protein, fat, and carbohydrate consumption to the recommendations from my DIY macros guide. That's going to give you a pretty good indication if you are really far under, really far off from where you need to be in order to be seeing sustainable fat loss and weight loss. Number four, that would be my fourth piece here. If you're really far off from the suggested calories and macros, make some adjustments to your meals so you're eating even closer and closer to your needs. Look, I know it can be scary to eat more when you've been told that you should always eat less. That's the only messaging that you've ever gotten. But I'll leave you with this. What if you tried something different? What you're doing right now doesn't seem to be working. It's not paying off. You feel worse than you did before. It's easier to gain weight than ever. What if you gave this, this eating more, six months, nine months, even 12 months? As you think forward through the next full year, I want you to think about eating more to see significant changes in the way you look, feel, and perform. That is what I'm promising you. If by eating more, you can see significant changes in the way you look, the way you feel, and the way you perform. And there's nothing better than that. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of the Macros Made Easy podcast, where we discussed how eating more in a strategic manner can actually be a viable approach to weight loss or weight management. We explored how increasing protein intake can boost metabolism and calorie burning overall, how a well-balanced diet with adequate macro and micronutrients is crucial for overall health and weight management, how eating more can reduce binge eating behavior and how high volume fiber rich foods can increase feelings of fullness and satiety, ultimately leading to reduced hunger and cravings. We also highlighted the challenges of maintaining an extremely low calorie diet over the long term, and I provided some suggestions for what to do instead. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Macros Made Easy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot of the one you're listening to right now to share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at emilyfieldrd so that more people can find this podcast and learn how to use a macros approach in a stress-free way. If you love the podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. Remember, you can always find more free health and nutrition content on Instagram and on my website at emilyfieldrd.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.